All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. <laughs> it was hot. It was really quite something. <laughs> Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. Hey everyone, welcome to Front Porch Swingers. I'm Brenna. I'm Brian. This episode of FPS is brought to you by our friends at Alt Playground, the amazing lifestyle site and community that we highly recommend that you check out for all of your non-monogamous adventures. Yes, absolutely. We are huge fans of Alt Playground. We have a community there. You should totally go and check it out. Then there's the forum section. There is the podcast corner. Lots of good information to be found on top of a whole bunch of sexy folks. Yeah, and they have done numerous mergers now that have resulted in even more sexy people being on the site and, you know, more people for you to potentially hook up with, which is kind of the whole point. Yeah, the more the merrier. So go check out altplayground.net today for yourself and come say hi to us in our community. And we also want to say a very big thank you, as always, to our partners at Promescent. They are expanding their line like crazy. You guys know we've been talking about the delay spray and Brian's favorite Vitaflux for a long time. They also now have before and after wipes that are aloe. They have aloe vera on them, which is lovely, soothing, and they're biodegradable and flushable, which I freaking love. Perfect for us swingers to stick in our bags when we go to events and play parties and all sorts of other things and they're also coming out with many additional products which you're going to hear about today yes because we have jeff abraham on with us today again the ceo of promescent and uh, you're going to hear right from him the awesome things that are happening at promescent so make sure you head on over there promescent.com that is p-r-o-m-e-s-c-e-n-t.com use our promo code which is front porch for 15 percent off of your order yeah, jump over there and check it out. Amazing products. And as you'll find out today, very cool stuff coming from Promescent in the very near future, particularly for the ladies. Yeah, absolutely. So as Brian just mentioned, this is a day we don't usually come to you. And the reason for it is because we were able to sit down with Jeff Abraham for a second time. And the first time that we had him on our show, we received so many questions from you guys, follow-up questions on things that were discussed on that episode. And we wanted to bring you those answers and also jeff is really fucking cool yeah and jeff also mentioned to us that they were bombarded with emails from you folks listening about the products and what's coming up and how to use them and all that good stuff so we thought we'd have him on to flush some of those questions out and tell everybody what the products are all about and again he's just an amazing guy to talk to he's so much fun so much energy and uh, we just enjoy his, his time absolutely so we hope that you guys love this interview with jeff abraham we are here tonight with Jeff Abraham, CEO of Promescent, a company that you guys have heard a lot about on our show because we are very big fans. And Jeff was once on our show before, and we had so much feedback from his episode, you guys reaching out with questions that we had to bring him back for round two. So, hey, Jeff, how are you today? I'm excellent. You know, the feeling of satisfaction was mutual, both on the company side and your follower side. And we had not only a ton of business that we got from that episode, but we had very nice comments. We have a customer survey and people literally filled out the customer survey and they were very specific. I heard your CEO on Front Porch Swingers. I love that show. And it just, it's so relaxed and so informational. And, 
you know, like I said when I was on the show the first time, that this is where we feel is our sweet spot. We don't like banner ads. We don't like buy us, choose us. We want to educate. We want to have a dialogue and let people know why we do what we do and why we're different. So believe me, the pleasure is all ours being here. Well, thanks a lot, Jeff. I appreciate it, of course, being a 50-year-old guy and doing business and uh, you know, interviewing a guy like yourself who owns a company and operates a company for predominantly male pleasure, let's call it in the bedroom or enhancement. Uh, I'm all about it. There's not a lot of folks out there like you, and I just enjoy talking to you. So I'm glad you're, you're back with us today. I appreciate it. Female pleasure, too. I'm a huge fan of the arousal gel. I've been using yeah, it a lot lately. That's, there's no doubt. And <laughs> we're, introducing, we're introducing a second arousal gel because the response has been phenomenal. Oh, I love it. All right. So as mentioned, Jeff, we had a lot of shins after your last episode and we wanted to fire those your way and get your thoughts on some of them. The first one that I have for you comes from a listener who's asking also much like Brian and and you from what we've heard is dating a much younger woman (laughs) and really wants to please her in the bedroom. He's actually working up to a two hour sex session. So he says he does not have premature ejaculation. He typically lasts about an hour and is wondering if the delay spray would still be something that can assist him. And if not, what other techniques, or I guess I should say, in addition to that, what other techniques he can apply in the bedroom to please his younger lady i think we should put him in touch with sting just kidding (laughs) (laughs) tantric yeah dial him in but one of the things about our product is if you last 30 seconds it can help you last four or five minutes and then build from there if you last 20 minutes it'll help you last 40 minutes it will if you are lasting an hour and you use it you will last longer although i'm not sure if there's a difference between pleasure and pain you know what i mean are you trying to please or punish someone you know what i mean because i mean two solid hours i mean a two-hour session is great but i would think part of that is oral part of it was toys part of it is thrusting you know what i mean i mean you like to think so i've never had anyone that lasted an hour go hey can i last two hours you know but to answer your question though yes i mean because it is a desensitizing agent, it will allow you to last longer. I'm not sure if his partner is on board with that, but I'm sure he is if he's asking. But yes, so. the, the answer is yes. It will, no matter what your former duration is, you will last longer if you use the product. Yeah, I'm, for us, we talk about it on the show all the time. We talk to our friends and listeners, as we said, we, when they reach out, we use it often. And, yeah. you know, it's not an issue for us, obviously, lasting or any of that. For me, I can, you know, we have pretty long sessions. But as you said, there's oral intermittent play with toys and that kind of thing. However, with the introduction of the spray, I can tell you that we just kind of lose track of time. And it, it, it's no issue. Same here. People ask me, and Jane Wells, who's a very good friend of mine, the CNBC reporter, when she did a big story on it. She's done a couple of them. Then she had me on a radio show, KFI. She turned around and looked at me. I'm in studio. And she turned around and looked at me. She goes, have you ever used your product? I said, would a winemaker drink someone else's wine? I said, would a cabinet maker use someone else? She's like, oh my God, I just got a visual. I said, well, you asked me. I'm going to answer. I said, I don't use it every time. I said, if we're initiating a session, it's 1130 at night. I got to get up five o'clock in the morning. I am not going to spritz up before that and get to bed at 1.30 at my age and wake up three and a half hours later. I said, but especially, I said, on occasion, if I happen to be single and I find myself in a newer relationship, I absolutely use it because I tend to find that the newness of a brand new relationship, the first time you're intimate with someone, the sensations are much greater because it's, it's something you're not familiar with, okay? 
And you want that extra insurance policy, that extra feeling of security that I know that the question is going to be, do I want to give her two, you know, as opposed to zero, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, like we said on the first podcast, sometimes you last long enough to satisfy your partner, but the last couple of minutes, you're like, eh, I hope she doesn't get on top. Oh my God. I hope she doesn't go doggy. You know what I mean? And I can't last in that position. It's just nice to take that off the equation and just feel abandonment, reckless abandonment, and just the ultimate pleasure. Anxiety should not factor into sex in any way, shape, or form. Anxiety is exactly what you don't want in the bedroom. Yeah, and that that was kind of the conversation you know, I started having before we started to record was uh, my whole point was the the male sexuality piece. It's kind of overlooked. Not a lot of people talking about it, that that anxiety that guys get a lot of times, whether you know, you're with a new partner or maybe even in a group setting, much like Brennan and myself find ourselves a lot of times in, in the lifestyle of ethical non-monogamy. It's just that extra piece of confidence, just a little bit of insurance that lets you know when the time comes, you're just going to be prepared. I don't know about you, but another thing that I found, and we have a guy that's doing our SEO right now, and uh, even though he's a technical guy, he's helping us optimize our search engine results. He goes, hey, I want to try your product. I'm like, of course. Send him a bottle. So we're having this conversation yesterday. He goes, you know, I got to tell you something. He goes, I don't really have PE. I've been lasting long enough. He goes, but I do last longer now. He goes, but I don't know about most people. He goes, but I have a much more intense climax now. And I go, for me, that is absolutely the case. The longer that I last, the more intense the finish, the more explosive the climax. And I, I told someone one time that when I first discovered this product, which was in my early 50s, I felt like I was 18 or 20 again. To when you have that climax or that orgasm, and it's just earth shattering. You know, right. being 60 and, you know, having had a couple of prostate issues and everything, rather than, it was like, eh, you know what I mean? It was like, right. it wasn't that fireworks display. It was kind of a sparkler waving around. You know what I mean? Right. It's right. nice to have the freaking fireworks display again. You know what I mean? And yeah. to just have that intense feeling, like you can feel your orgasm starting in your belly and then rising up. You know what I mean? And then this just like wave. I hadn't experienced that in a little while prior to using the product. So that's one of the reasons why I'm really addicted to it. And I think women... If a guy tends to finish early and they haven't climaxed yet, they start even in a relationship to faking orgasm and they become so aware of, I got to finish, I got to finish before my guy does. You know what I mean? And that's why to us, it's always about couples. It's never about, we're just focusing on the guy. It's all about a couple's relationship because a guy who prematurely or rapidly ejaculates will start creating anxiety for his woman as well. Because she wants to hurry up and get it done instead of going, I just wanted to let it build and have this pleasure and to really get into it. No woman wants to go, oh, I got to get this over with so that he can finish. Right, right. Well, it's interesting that you bring that up because one of the other questions we had from a listener was about talking to your partner about the delay spray. We had a lot of several emails actually that said the delay spray sounds awesome. I went on the website, I looked at it and it seems like it would be a great fit for me but I have no idea how to even broach that subject with my partner. So as somebody who obviously corresponds a lot with the people that are on the website and purchasing the product, what would be some of your suggestions? Now, are these for men asking about using it with their woman or women saying we need it in a relationship asking about their men or both? Uh, I think it's both, but I, I 
took it more as the last one I read was definitely from a man wanting to bring it up with his wife and almost afraid of like, oh, I have to, you know, bring up that I need something in addition to what we are already using. Well, like we talked about. I would do it. And this is, I've counseled people sometimes being on an XM radio show or another podcast when they have live and people have called in. And, but it's for both aspects. A woman will say that, but from a man's perspective, this is what I tell people. If you're in a relationship and you feel it can enhance your intimacy, I would bring it up like this. I'd say, listen, I think overall we have a great relationship. We have a good physical relationship, but there are times I'm acutely aware of not wanting to finish, you know, because I want you to obviously climax prior to me climaxing. I think it'd be a great benefit to both you and myself if I can have this, you know, little safety blanket, this little security device that I have that will allow me to really and truly get more into the moment and to allow me to make sure you're pleasured once, maybe more, you know what I mean, before that I finish. I'm not saying we have to do it every time, but let's be a little daring. Let's be a little experimental. Let's try it. If it's something that you don't think is a benefit, then absolutely. But maybe they also have read or even used other sprays before where it transferred to the female. So that's why they're hesitant to bring it up. So I would also bond them say, listen, this doesn't transfer to the female partner. If you use it correctly, it will have no effect on her. So it shouldn't bother her or have an effect. Because a lot of times, obviously, if it numbs her, then it ruins the whole effect. And so that's, they might be thinking, hey, if this is an issue, especially I tried stud 100 years ago, I tried, you know, this other product and it numbed my partner and that doesn't bring pleasure to the bedroom. That ruins a woman's experience. So right. number one, I would phrase it as this is kind of a safety valve to make sure that we are able to experience the ultimate, you know, hopefully simultaneous climax or you've definitely finished before me. But at the same time, re-emphasize that this is a very unique, newer product that doesn't have the drawbacks that some of these products had prior. So let's switch gears a little bit and go towards the swingers that are listening to our show because there's a lot of them. And we got a couple of questions from them regarding the delay spray and you know similar products. And one of the questions that we had was from a swinging couple that wanted to use the delay spray with a new couple because the husband was concerned. He was so excited to play with the other wife. He was concerned about not lasting long enough. And a couple of things that they had as far as questions. One, um, how do you disclose this or should you disclose this to people that you're going to play with? In other words, can he sneak into the bathroom and maybe shoot this on 10 minutes before and then just go and play with the, the other people? But B, like, what are some ways that as a swinging couple, this can be introduced and really enhance their play with other people? I would say it's just me because I'm a little bit old fashioned. I always like to disclose, but I've never been in a swinger situation. I've always been with my partner. And when you're one-on-one, -on -one, I think to hide anything would not be good. You know what I mean? Now, when you're with multiple people, it's a different story. You know what I mean? Because you don't have the same level of intimacy emotionally and and there is no danger. So it's not like you're putting someone in danger, but I would say that it's totally up to you. If you feel uncomfortable and you think it might make you a little anxious not to share it, then I think you should definitely share it. Okay. But if you're totally fine and you're totally comfortable with it and you don't think it's an issue and you've waited the proper time, which is five to eight minutes after applying it, you know what I mean? Then I think it's a personal decision at that point. The way that you can incorporate it is I've had people say they actually use it as part of foreplay. Like the woman will actually 
spray it, you know what I mean, either on her hand and rub it on the, you know, the frenulum, the underside of the head of the male's penis, you know what I mean, and actually use it as kind of a foreplay thing, you know? Sure. And, you know, they'll apply it, and then those five to ten minutes he goes down on her, you know what I mean? Or, you know, they they do, you know, some kind of, uh, you know, activity waiting for it. So we have had people actually incorporate it into, you know, foreplay. It's interesting, Jeff. We This is a, one of those questions that obviously gets me thinking from the male perspective, right? And especially because Brent and I play in the, the swinger world and the ethical non-monogamous world. And we hear from a lot of people, even during parties pre-COVID before the world was on fire, you would have uh, interactions with couples and other people. And there's always that conversation about the swinger insurance, right? That somebody take a pill, somebody got a Viagra in the room just in case they need it kind of thing. And it's pretty, it's not that it's necessarily closed off. People, you know, guys do talk about it, but there are there is a percentage of men who are not going to be comfortable having that conversation. So if you've got two couples, for example, and maybe two heteronormative couples, and one of the males, maybe he's a little bit apprehensive to have that conversation. It it may be one of those things where bringing it up to the other couple is simply going to be embarrassing. It's only going to add more kind of anxiety uh, to the situation. So I tend to think that some guys might back away from that conversation, apply it themselves, maybe in private and not say anything. Uh, I imagine it could go both ways. Yeah, I have the opinion, like I said, that you have to be there and judge the situation. You know what I mean? And make your decision based on the criteria of that interface you're having at that time. Because one size doesn't fit all in this situation, right. you know? Right. And you have to really assess, like you say, the mood. I do know there are guys that use our product that say, I want it delivered to a P.O. box. I'll go pick it up. I don't want my partner to know. I don't, you know what I mean? And there are guys that say, now, I want to make sure when I use this, you know, my partner won't know. That's not my style, but I'm aware that certainly it, and I don't judge. People need to make their own decisions, you know what I mean, based on the relationships that they have, you know, and sure. and the level of trust, intimacy. And some people aren't secure enough, you know what I mean? They'll look at it as like, oh, my God, I'm deficient. Sure. So. I don't want to say I'm using something, you know? So just like you say, same thing with Viagra. There are guys that will go, I don't use Viagra, you know, and they, you know, they obviously do. Yeah, absolutely. It, I mean, yeah. we've seen it at parties and somebody will kind of come up to you and say, hey, listen, I'm about to get ready to get into the playroom. Would you have a Viagra or Cialis or something? You know, it's like, it, it's it's so, it seems to be such a secretive thing. I don't really think it should be. We're all in the room, especially in a situation like that, we're all in the room for the same reason. Everybody yeah. wants to, you know, enhance and to some degree lengthen, uh, pardon the pun, the experience. <laughs> you know, why not just have a, you know, bring, pass the spray around? You know, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, really. I mean, for me, I guess... I'm just different because of the, my life experience have taught me that being open and transparent and honest and having good, open, honest communication only leads to better experiences in all phases of my life, whether it's with my employees, my son, my family, friends, you know, relationships. What I don't know, I can't react to. You know what I mean? It's like, and I, what I do know gives me more knowledge, gives me, and I don't judge. If right. I was with a woman and she goes, I just have this issue. I can't moisturize. We're going to have to use extensive lubricant. I'd go, cool. That's fine. Thanks for letting me know. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Because I might think, hey, I'm not turning this woman on. You know what I mean? It's like the Sahara Desert here. You know what I mean? It's like, what, what's going on here? You know what I mean? Is she not really? So to me, I just need the information. I can process anything. Just give me, give it to me and we'll do whatever you need to do so we can have better intimacy. 
Well, and like you said, if, if everyone doesn't have that full disclosure, you know, for like, for example, if you've got a woman who, as you say, can't self-moisturize, she needs that lubricant, but she doesn't tell you that, you realize, you know, midway through the process that it's not, you know, you think you're not doing it for her necessarily or for him, whatever the case may be, you're yeah. going to have anxiety about that. Oh, that's what I mean. You know, and that's yeah, why I said I'm earlier about women having anxiety, that if a guy has a tendency to premature exactly, you're going to have the woman, the next couple times you're together, going to go, I got to get this over with so that. He doesn't feel a spake an orgasm or instead of just sitting back and letting it build and roll, you know, see, I got to force this orgasm. You don't force orgasms. They're supposed to happen spontaneously through a buildup and then a fantastic climax. That's something you don't want to rush. It's like going to a restaurant and ordering this great meal and just stuffing it all down your throat <laughs> in 12 seconds and not enjoying it. I want to savor it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I want to like, take five minutes eating my salad, another 10 minutes with my appetizer. It's not like, oh, I have all the food in my mouth at the same time, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, I want to switch gears a little bit again, and uh, I want to ask you a couple of questions about you, because okay. I think... Uh, <laughs> yeah, our listeners are very interested in you. Yeah, well, you're kind of a, you're kind of a character, and I mean that in the best possible way, yeah. but you're also very much the face of promessing. You know, you're the one that's going on the podcast, and you're the one that's talking to people when they're on the website at times, and all of those different things, so I would love for our listeners to get to know you a little bit better, if that's okay. It's absolutely, you have no idea when my mom was still alive, when I first started this company, you know, I had the semiconductor engineering business and, you know, I was the face of it. I started, it was very successful. And about three years into this, my mom's like, you know, I have as much trouble bragging to my friends about your new job because, and I go, what? And she goes, because they look it up and they're like, he has a sex company. <laughs> and I go, mom. It's not a sex company. It's an intimacy. You know, in her generation, she was, she'd be 90 if she was alive now. She passed away five years ago. She's 85. And I just laughed. But I knew when I took this job, I would become the face of the company. And I also knew that I would be doing a disservice if I was uptight, unwilling to share my own personal experiences, and also not willing to take stands and be out there and have an opinion. And I'm just so sick of people trying to be politically correct, so worried about, well, if I say this, it'll offend this half, I say this, it'll offend. My theory has been from day one, spit the truth. Be honest, be open. I'm not a Superman in any phase of my life, including sexually. I've always believed, do the best you have with what you've been given. At the end of the day, if you do that, you put your head on the pillow and you go to sleep with a smile on your face and a clean conscience. And that's how I operate the company. So fire away. Okay. All right. I like it. So the first question I have for you is one that I think a lot about because A, we're in the, the lifestyle, but you know, Brian's also 50 and he's 20 years older than me. And you had mentioned once to us that you tend to date women that are a little bit younger than you. And let's not bullshit. <laughs> Jeff just told us the oldest woman he's ever dated was 46. So. Yeah, it's, it's the truth. I guilty, <laughs> guilty is charged, you know, kudos, kudos to Jeff. Hopefully there's not prison time, but I'm pleading guilty. But let me <laughs> Just put me on house arrest. I'm already on house arrest. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm wondering if that combined with the fact that you own a company that is in large part about sex has any additional pressure for you. Like, for example, do you feel some sort of a need to be like this sexual Lothario to really impress sexually because of like those two things combined or one or the other? Make no mistake about it. In the day and age we live in right now, whether you meet someone, 
you know, through your daily life or a friend sets you up or it's some dating, whatever. The first thing people do is they go and look you up online, okay? And when they see me doing interviews about sex, okay, there is a preconceived notion that this guy must be omnipotent, he must be all-knowing, he must be, you know, having been single my entire life, I've never been married, I kind of do know my way around the female anatomy. I take pride in that. And that was even prior to this because I think the best way to keep myself satisfied is to properly take care of my partner. And then she will be motivated to reciprocate because women, if they're taken care of, go, I want to keep this guy around. He's a good guy. He takes care of me. I have great orgasms. I want to make sure he feels the same way. But I always sit down and I just go, listen, okay, this is what I do for a living, but it's not like I used to be a porn star. You know what I mean? So you're expecting me to roll out a 10 inch crank with a beer can or, you know what I mean? Like a, a, a Coke bottle. You're going to be severely disappointed. Okay. <laughs> I do well. And I think you're going to have a satisfactory experience. And I think you'll know that I'm very attuned to your body. And I, I, I have to laugh when I tell you this, but I'm really open. I have every kind of toy imaginable. I have a Sibian machine. I have a, four or five different vibrators. And, you know, I have access to, you know, female arousal gel and Vitaflux. So I like to refer to my bedroom sometimes as my combination clinical study laboratory. You know what I mean? And so (laughs) it will be a very enriching experience to where you get to experience whatever toys, whatever different things you like. And I, I really pride myself on being sensitive and knowing a woman's anatomy and body. And I, I'm a lover of foreplay. It's not like I go, well, gee, I got to do this. So I try to make it as pleasant of experience as possible for my partner. But at the same time, I'm very realistic because I am a 63-year-old man. The idea of me making love three times in a two, three-hour period at night is non-existent, okay? Right. If each time I finish up, a, you know, now it's like once a night, four times a week is a norm. If it's my birthday, throw in a fifth one. You know what I mean? Like it's the anniversary, you know, that kind of thing. So I have to be realistic. Now we can go for a long period of time, especially if I'm using my own product, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. So, but I do find that women that are in the mid forties age range, they're mature enough and they know their own bodies well enough that if they have an intense one or two orgasms a night, they're pretty comfortable with that. Okay, at least the people that I've been with. Now, if I would dip down into the 25, 30 age range, it might be different, but I have to be realistic, you know. Hey, now, need... you're talking to a 30 year old. So <laughs> no, I know. And I remember <laughs> when I was 35 and 40, I was dating a 30 year old. Sometimes they'd want to go three, and I was okay with that. Okay, but now my mind would be writing checks my body can't cash. You know I mean? Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> Well, so, listen. I, I say it, I look at it this way, Jeff. I mean, you are you're, obviously you're 63. We know that, but you we're we've met before. And we're we're talking over Zoom, so we can see you. You are a healthy, virile, energetic. I mean, you're full of energy. You do a 30 yes. mile bike ride. You know, I, I have to imagine that much like myself. I think who is as a partner who's 20 years my junior. Women are attracted to you because you've got that young energy. You're young at heart. There's no question about it. So certainly that lends a factor. I've had people actually say to me, females that I dated, they go. You know, because they're in their mid-40s and they'll go, I've never dated anyone that has the energy ever in my entire life that you have. And they go, plus you have the experience and the wisdom. And people don't understand. And I've had women that have actually told me, I felt so 
objectified at times. And I really felt like we weren't being intimate that maybe my ex watched too much porn or whatever, but it was like he was doing some kind of Olympic event. You know what I mean? Like my pleasure didn't seem to matter. It was like he had to last a certain period of time. You know what I mean? And then he had to pull out and I had to go across the room. And he had to shoot me in the eye from 20 yards away. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> and they go, you just make me feel so comfortable with myself, with my own body. And I think that sometimes women, because they look at the cover of Self Magazine and Shape Magazine and Cosmopolitan, they see the ideal woman is supposedly has a 22-inch waist and a 36-inch chest, you know what I mean? And that they're really sometimes uncomfortable with their own bodies. And for me, when I'm with a woman, the experience is a, it's a whole experience that involves physical, emotional, you know what I mean? It's a connection that I really want to start from earlier in the day to last, even when you're done, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I'm a voyeur, I freely admit it. I remember the first time I realized that I was heterosexual, I was four years old. My mom was kind of a seamstress and during the day, she worked at the grocery store as a cashier at night. And she had to have people that come and she'd pin the clothes and she'd have to hem them. And there was this attractive mid 20 something woman and she came to get this dress hemmed. And I remember thinking, cause we had a real small house, only like 1200 square feet. So my room was also the dressing room. Nice. She was standing there in this dress and it was getting hemmed. I remember as plain as day thinking to myself, I want to go hide in my room so I can watch her get undressed. It couldn't have been a sexual thought. I was four years old. I was nine years from reaching puberty, okay? But I'm 63. Now let's fast forward 59 years from four to, to 63. I have never met a good looking woman in my life where I went, I'd like to see her naked. I swear to God, every woman I've ever seen, even if it's see somebody's wife, I'm not gonna do anything, I'm just curious. I love seeing beautiful women naked, you know what I mean? And so, Yeah, I totally do. Me too. Yeah, I swear to God, I admit it. And, you know, and it's no offense, I could be in the best relationship, I have no desire, but if I see a good looking woman, I'm like, whoa, man, she's hot, I wanna see her naked, you know what I mean? And so I'm a voyeur. And one of the things that has never ceased to amaze me sometimes, I'll be with a woman, it's early on in the relationship, and you've just had a half hour of oral sex or the 69 position, then you, you know, have intercourse for a half hour. She gets up to use the restroom and wraps herself in a sheet or wraps a top. I go, what are you doing? You know what I mean? It's like, oh, well, I'm kind of shy. I go, 30 minutes ago, I go, you were sitting on my face, okay? I'm like, I, I think I had a pretty good close-up view. I don't know what you're covering up, all right? But I mean, seriously, I mean, put that down, okay? Because I like seeing a naked woman walking from my bed into the restroom and coming back. I like the view both coming and going. So, yeah. it, but it's so bizarre because guys have no issue. You know, if you're making love to a woman, you get up, you go, oh, I got to take a leak. You go to the restroom, you know what I mean? You come walk and pray, it up. But there's something about women, even after you're intimate, they come out there like, oh, they put themselves in. I'm like, what in the hell are you doing? It, look, Brenda does it to me all the time. We'll have sex, wild sex. I mean, you know, we're talking it, anal. You name yeah. it, we're doing it. Yeah. But I, by the time it's over, she's got my T-shirt on. She's, I'm like, what, yeah. why are you getting dressed? <laughs> my face was just buried in your ass cheeks. Why are you now getting up and putting a T-shirt on? What are you doing? Thing. When the chemicals are swirling, you're like, ooh, I'm going to take my clothes off and feel sexy. And then when, the, when you come down from that, you go back to like, you know, modest you yeah, go back I don't, into the puritanical proof stage, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't want to see me naked. We're a little late for that, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, we go from porn star to Quaker in like exactly. zero seconds. Exactly, that's, that's 
kind of a big leap. You know what I mean? Is there some little phase we can go in between those two, you know? Yeah. Right. Exactly. For sure. <laughs> when you put it like that, yeah, it's silly. I get it. Yeah, it's <laughs> I, do, I do like younger women. I just do. I like the energy, you know? And I like the optimism. And I like the fact that they still feel like there's things they really want to do they haven't done. I like hanging out with younger people in general, even my son's friend, my son's 31. I love having his friends around because they're focused on what they have in store for their future. There's nothing more of a downer. I hang out with people my own age and, oh, I got screwed. I would have been the vice president if the, the guy wouldn't have screwed me. You know, oh, I got gout. Oh, my God. It was like, shut up, okay? It's like until you are dead, you can learn and you can – do a lot of great things and you can wake up every day with a positive outlook. Yeah, I'll tell you this, Jeff. It's funny you say that. So friends, my friends that have been my friends for, you know, 30 plus years of my yeah. life, the, the van- my vanilla friends, let's call them guys not in the lifestyle. When yeah. I talk to them on the phone and, you know, just kind of touch base with them, see how they're doing, how you, you know, how their world is in, in these days. It's always something, right? Like some kind of ailment. The, the wife is this and my job is that. Oh. I talk to our friends in the lifestyle who are, the same age, same, you know, my age, but they're in ethically non-monogamous relationships. They are sexually active. They're happy in their relationship. They have an amazing outlook. And, and none of that shit comes into, there's no conversation about the negative. It's always the positive. The activities that they're doing. Yeah, the, the vacations are the going dinners. on. Yeah, it's, it's always fun, right? So I, I guess for me, what I get from that is those of us who are having healthy relationships, particularly physical, sexual relationships, those of us who are satiated sexually, I mean, you just have a completely different outlook. I think the same reasons why you seek other partners and you realize that monogamy is not going to make you happy the rest of your life for 40 years with the same person with no chance is the same reason why you're intellectually curious. You know what I mean? Yes. Why you're curious about expanding your horizons in every area. You know, I've never been into a swinger lifestyle, but I think part of that is because I've never been married and I've never had a partner for more than two or three years. So <laughs> I have a lot of variety, you know what I mean? And I have the chance to experience many different people. And I think when it starts to get boring or stale or old, I'm like, I don't need this. You know, it's, this is supposed to be fun. This is supposed to be something I look forward to. Right. And if I get to a situation, I'm like, oh, God, you know, like you say, you talk to your friends because I have friends that I talk to. And I'm like, oh, the old lady's pissing me off. You know, I'm like, first of all, if you refer to your wife or your girlfriend as the old lady, <laughs> you're just as much fault as she is. OK, or more. Or probably. More, you're you're okay? probably more at fault. Yeah. You know, the ball and chain that what the you go through life one time and you had a chance we we're not in india it's not a caste system where you have an arranged marriage you got to choose anyone on this planet to be your partner if you made a shitty choice you also have the ability to change it okay don't complain about it it's totally within your control change absolutely so it's it's funny you say that I'll, i'll tell you a short story years ago when i was uh in the adult entertainment hospitality management world we operated uh, a swingers club and two of the members of that club, I had the opportunity to meet. They were an older couple and they were in their early seventies. They were the oldest couple at the, uh, at the club, the oldest mem- oldest members, I should say. And they were in their, in their early seventies. And when I was first introduced to the, to the gentleman, the husband of the couple, he introduced me to his wife and he introduced her as his bride. 
And he said that to me a few times. And I thought, oh, well, they must have just been married, like maybe the second or third marriage. They'd been married for over 50 years. Is that and awesome? he was sitting on a patio, you know, having dinner. This was pre-COVID. And I see a couple, 70 years old, walk by holding hands totally. Yeah. I swear to you, I don't have very many regrets in my life, but I just wonder what that's like. Because I will obviously never experience, unless I live to be 130, the idea of being in a relationship for 50 years. You know what I mean? And I have no regrets. I've enjoyed my life. But, you know, I wonder what that would be like to find someone you are that happy with and that in sync with. That you literally can be with that person 50 years and still feel like holding their hand. Still feel like, wow, you know what I mean? Like we have this connection and we have this bond. And on the opposite side of that, we've many times run into couples, especially older couples, because it tends to be one of those things where the longer you're with someone, you know, there's all of these begrudging, resentful feelings. You're reminding me of my mom and dad, wonderful people, each one on their own. Oh, my God. Towards the end, I swear to God, when my dad passed away, he was like, I think he felt like I was escaping. He wasn't dying. He was escaping. Okay. You can cut the bitterness with a knife, okay? It was to the point, if somebody says something, the other person took the opposite 180 degrees, you know what I mean? Because they were married 53 years or whatever. It was, when they say familiarity breeds contempt, oh my God, it does, you know? (laughs) And one day I sat down, and my son and I were talking about this. I sat down, and I thought of all my friends. This was only like five years ago, so I'm 58, so I had a lot of friends been married 20 years. I literally put all my friends who had married 20 years down. I think there was 35 or 36. And I thought, okay, who would do it again if I literally had them alone and I could only come up with two, literally two. There were a lot of people that said it in public and in private. They go, are you freaking kidding me? You know, if I could poison her and get away with it, you know what I mean? I would do it. And I go, dude, just get divorced. Don't tell me that. Just in case it ever happens. And there were some people that had this, on the surface, this nuclear family, husband, wife, and three kids, and they would go to Olin Mills and every year have the picture and send out the Christmas card. It would be like the most ideal thing. And then would be on vacation somewhere and the guy would go, you got to cover for me. I'm going to do this. I go, what? I go, oh, dude, come on. I know you're what. And they'd go, I would get divorced in a heartbeat. I resent the way she breathes. But the kids and the financials, I'm like, oh my God, am I glad I never went down that path. Yeah. So that does exist, but it's rare. But I think it would exist more if people would swing because there wouldn't be, they would have the ability to see what other people are like and keep things fresh. You know what I mean? Well, it also brings it an appreciation for your partner that I don't think that you always receive in monogamous relationships. For example, I see women fawn all over Brian and they find him so super attractive and they flirt with him. And so I'm like, oh, I am so lucky that he's mine. Well, that's so I think exactly that's like, hey, that's my man. You know what I mean? Yep. Well, yeah, you take your partner for granted, right? Right up until yeah. the time you realize that someone else might be interested in them. And oh. then all of a sudden, you've got a renewed interest in your partner. Oh, yeah. Hey, can he do this? Can he do that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, like like Brenna was saying, I can I can I can honestly tell you, I can finish what she was going to say. We see couples all the time that are maybe my age, basically, that clearly have been married or together for a while, and we see them in public at dinner or you know just wherever, and they're not engaged at all. They're they're not even talking to each other. They're on their cell phones and they're looking down and not well, not looking at each other. Anymore. The other one's texting, and yeah. I've seen people, and I've studied them because I'm fascinated by this. I've seen people sit down across from me. 
have a dinner to last a half hour without ever having any interaction with each other whatsoever. Oh, yeah, we've seen it. Zero. Yep. Now, you know they're not having sex, Jeff. That's not oh, happening. If you can't communicate over dinner, there's no way you're going home and boning. There's no, no. way, okay? Just Ma- terrible. Maybe what we need to start doing from now on is going and dropping a bottle of promescent off at the table. That's right. Exactly. Yes. And and sanit- have a conversation. Hand sanitizer and promescent. Promescent, the combination. <laughs> but no, I know exactly what you're referring to because I noticed that, you know, and I'm just like, whoa, I yeah. never, ever want to be that guy. No, no, that's not a pleasant place to be. We see it all the time. And, and like I said, we, you know, that's one of the reasons we obviously wanted to talk to you is because of your vitality and your energy. And when it comes to sex and male sexuality, you're the guy, you're my go-to guy. And when I see some of these poor souls walking around with their head hanging and they're just in these miserable, obviously miserable conditions, miserable, miserable relationships and situations, I think to myself, you could both be doing so much better for yourselves and for each other if you just have a, an honest conversation about sex and what it is that you need. It's, it's amazing. Some of them might feel like they're in a new relationship. It's been so long they've been intimate. They'll go fresh. You know what I mean? It's just almost someone new. Yeah, no for joke. sure. <laughs> so, Jeff, we'd love uh, for you to give us an update on uh, what's new at Promescent. Is there anything our listeners should uh, should be aware of? Well, we're coming out with a second woman's arousal gel, and that should be ready probably by September. We've added – they're not revolutionary, but they're evolutionary, and they're doing really well – we added some aloe vera pre and post wipes. Oh, nice. We planned on introducing them late August, but they were ready a little bit earlier. They came in mid-June. We didn't optimize them, you know, because sometimes the way things are on the site, it's like when you buy this, it says someone who buys this also might buy this, you know, same thing, Amazon. And then we run some ads. We didn't do anything but throw them on the site. And they started, we, we sold the first box of those seven minutes after we put it on the site. With nothing, it was just there, and they sold continuously ever since. The reason that we find that people like them, say you're dating and you're in, you know, you're not married, you're not in like a steady thing where you go, okay, we're getting ready for bed, we're both going to take a shower, and then we're going to go to bed and be intimate. You know, you go to dinner, you might go to a club, you're out dancing, and the next thing you know, you're, oh my god, I think we're going to be intimate. You know what I mean? You're like I'm kind of sweaty. You know what I mean? And, but I'm not going to stop now. It might be nice to have one of these little wipes because they're all, they're not like a box where you pull a wipe out. And, you know what I mean? The other, next one comes out and they're, they're pre-packaged, each one continuously in this little foil pack. And you might go, I want them to freshen up a little bit. So people love it for that. And we had people ask us, can you make something like this? I go, well, yeah, but how much of a need is for that? And then people like it post afterwards to kind of wipe sure. up. And so I was really hesitant at first because I go, is there that much of a demand? Because at my age, I pretty much know I'm in a relationship. You know what I mean? If we're going to be intimate or not. And, you know, just it's our, whoever I've dated, they feel like I do. We take a shower, you know, after a long day and okay, we're going to get busy now, you know, but they have been very well received and they're aloe vera. So they have a nice scent to them and they just work really well. So We've been really happy with that. We have a line of massage oils we developed. Oh, and nice. those will be here the last week in August, and those will be on the site. We're obviously gearing those towards women. Some men may buy them, but we're going full bore into a women's whole lifestyle now in, on our site. That's why I said pretty soon we're launching the women's section of our site. So I don't try to reinvent the wheel, and I never want to pretend like I'm that intelligent that I'm going to invent a product 
and go, okay, now everyone come buy this. The way we go into new areas, I run the chat feature on our site three hours a week. I talk to people and people go, hey, I trust your products. Everything. Can you do this? That's how we got into women's arousal job. That's how we got our products. And I had enough people ask me and I've had people say, you know, I'd really like a very nice scented massage oil. You know what I mean? Because my partner and I just love giving each other massages. And I'm like, okay, great. And the mantra that we have, if we're going to go into an area, we have to feel like whatever product we introduce is as good or superior to everything else that's in that space. It doesn't make sense to have a product that's a me too product or inferior to what's out there. One of the reasons that we have the trust that we have and our growth has been so explosive and organic is people know that if something is on our site, that it is quality, that it is reasonably priced, and that we stand behind it 100%. We have no issue whatsoever if someone goes, I tried this, I don't like it. Send it back, here's a 100% refund. We're looking right now, we have a vibrator on our site. It's called Sensivide, and it has been a great product, but it's pricey because we got the best one that we could find. Sure. And it's a little bit expensive. It, it, the vibrator comes with a large bottle of Promesa with it, I think it's $129 or whatever. But that's a little bit pricey for people. So we've had a lot of people say, I want to buy a vibrator from you guys, but can you have something more moderately priced? So we're actually working with some designers right now. We have some unique ideas in trying to find a low price one in the 30 to $39 range would also like to have a moderate one and say the 55 to $70 range. And then the one we have is spectacular to keep that, but not everyone can afford $129 for a vibrator. Sure. So what we're doing is looking to round out the portfolio of products we have. But I know that we could be a big player in the toy business and the vibrator business because we sell a lot of them already. But, and all we have is the highest end one. And we've had so many people saying, do you have a lower end one? You know, and I go, we don't have one because I haven't been able to design one. I haven't been able to find one that I really think is better than what is there. But when we do, it'll be there. And I will tell you this, our mantra has been, we want to develop a new product every quarter. Four times a year, we want to roll out a new product. But if I don't find something that fits our criteria and we feel is better, and we feel that we'll never ever introduce another product if we don't find something that we think is superior. Well, listen, it's, it's not, it's the products for sure, but I got to tell you, it's also the guest, uh, the customer service. You, you know, you, you really do go above and beyond to reach out to the customers. You certainly respond to them. We know that Absolutely. for sure. So with that in mind, would you tell our listeners how to get in touch with, uh, with you and how to get uh, to Promescent? Promescent, the website is www.promescent.com, P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T, promescent.com. So feel free to email me either customer support or my personal email address is jeff.abraham, A-B-R-A-H-A-M at promescent.com. And I have no issue whatsoever. I'm on Twitter. I'm very active. I post all the time. My opinions are all my own, you know, <laughs> and it's Jeff Abraham 111. Excellent. Well, we appreciate it, Jeff. I really, once again, thank you so much for coming on, talking about the, the male perspective as it pertains to sexuality and sharing your own story. I really appreciate it. I enjoy talking to you always. Always. Have a great rest of the week. Thanks, you Jeff. You too. Bye-bye. 
We want to give another very big thank you to Jeff for joining us on the show. It is always so fun to have him here. I hope that you guys learned a few things from him. I think he is one of the most interesting people we've probably ever talked to on the show, which is fucking cool. Yeah, he's absolutely, for me, he's one of the most interesting guys in the space, no doubt. He is incredibly enlightened. Just a fun guy to talk to, and he totally fucking gets it, which I really dig. Yeah, absolutely. And we talked about this the last time he was on the show, but I personally love to buy products from companies where I know people care and they're good people. And that's definitely the people at Promescent. You can tell that just by speaking with Jeff. So once again, make sure you head on over to promescent.com and use our promo code front porch to get all of your bedroom wellness products. And uh, that's what we have for you guys this week. Make sure that you follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at FP Swingers and Instagram at FP Swingers too. You can always visit our website frontporchswingers.com subscribe to our mailing list so you know where we're heading this fall and also all of the other fps news we have coming out there's a lot of it so make sure that you do that and i think that's what we've got yeah thank you so much for listening everybody thanks guys don't forget to find us on altplayground.net alt playground is an amazing open community for non-monogamous and sexually open people to connect share and create new adventures together they have 20 years of experience as a regional open lifestyle website but now they're rolling out nationally and they're including so many amazing features including the podcast corner which we're very excited to be on there are going to be videos from your favorite sex positive folks and also it's a great place to just connect with sexy like-minded people so we hope you'll come check us out at alt playground dot net today.